Hi, this is John Ritter, and welcome to another episode of the Rise Up Country podcast. I've got some stories today of hope and inspiration about some life-changing songs from Chris Jansen, Bye Mom, and Larry Fleet, Where I Find God. Plus, I'm going to be sharing some stories of what we call the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, listeners just like you who call into the Rise Up Country Hope Line. Today, I've got a call about divine intervention that you won't believe. It's going to blow you away. Let's start off with the Zoom conversation I have with Chris Jansen and his song, Bye Mom. I mean, that's one of those songs that brought me to tears and the video tore me up. Chris, welcome to the show and let's start from the beginning. So I wrote this song with Brandon Kinney and Brandon and I had been talking and praying for you know, weeks upon end, his mother was very ill and got hospitalized and inevitably ended up passing away. You know, God takes his people whenever he wants them. So that's, that's the deal. And we can't do anything about that. So the one thing we can do is uh, remember the legacy and try to honor that. And so about two o'clock in the morning uh, after she passed away, I woke up with this idea after reading a Facebook post that Brandon had made about his mom, a kind of a tribute post he made to his mama. And uh, I woke up with this idea for Bye Mom and jotted down a bunch of stuff and the title. And then all of a sudden, I said, hey, you need to call me in the morning as soon as you wake up. So he called me about eight o'clock and we sat down on Zoom and wrote this thing. Just like I'm talking with you today, we wrote it just like this. And it was just an unbelievable moment in time. And we initially were just writing a tribute to his mama. It turned out to be something so much greater than that so quickly. Um, you know, there's a line in the song that says, when you realize you're somebody that somebody loves more than themselves, that's everybody, you know, that's every, that's male, female, doesn't matter. It's that's moms, dads, that's everybody. That was really the standout to us in the song. And, and, you know, I think something that kind of epitomizes the song and, and brings it all together, if you will, you know, it's, it's an amazing way to tribute his mother, but it's also an amazing way to, uh, to touch lives all across the globe. And that's what it's doing. I mean, it's, this song has really caught fire and traction, uh, right out, right off the, off the bat, which I'm so grateful for because, uh, it's an important song, I believe. And it's a very healing song. And, uh, I'm, I'm honestly, John, I'm very humbled that I get to be the one to sing it. I mean, truly, you know, when our daughter had her little boy, Michael, I remember my wife saying, now you understand how much we love you. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't get it. Right. When you're, when you're an adult, you don't even have to be a parent, by the way. But when you're, when you're mature, I'll say that, um, and you come into adulthood, you know, you, you understand it a bit, a bit better. You tell me God didn't bless that video because that video Ooh. is so simple. He did. But once, and, and then we have to tell our listeners, the co-writer of that song who lost his mom is yeah. the main character in that. When yep. he walks into that house and you, there's, wow. I'm telling you, man, God's been all over this song from the beginning. I have literally only followed my heart with this song. When I was initially thinking about a video, always from the very beginning in, in my heart, I was like, well, this is it's going to be the hardest video I've ever had to make. And it's going to be the, the most amazing video I've ever had to make because I didn't even ask Brandon at first. I just, in my mind, I'm thinking I got to have Brandon as the lead actor. I mean, he has to be the, he has to be the person in the video. Like I'm not going to do it. He has to be. 
And so when it came down to video time, everybody in my camp, and, and this is not like a, this is not a slam to them. This is, I appreciate them thinking about me. They're putting me first, but they were all like, well, we, you know, I think you should be the lead actor. And I said, whoa, 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 let's stop right there. I appreciate that, but no. And as soon as I pled my case, everybody was like, oh, duh, we get it. I remember that phone call as well to Brandon. I said, hey, uh, we're about to shoot the video. Oh man, that's awesome. I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I need you to be the lead actor in it. There was like a serious pause of silence, John. And he said, uh, man, I, honestly, I don't know if I can. And I said, well, I need you to think about it. He hit me back about the next day. He said, okay, I'm, I'm going to try. And man, it turned out to be one of the greatest things that's ever happened ever in a video. Not only is Brandon the lead actor in it telling his story, but you know, Brandon has four kids and they all look like him, which is amazing. And they're all from younger, younger to older. Oh, don't and tell me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And so, wow. so the, the song actually, as you know, portrays his life, right. And the progressions of life. And so his sons, he has an awesome daughter too. He has three sons and an awesome daughter, but his sons, played little Brandon all the way up through progression of life. It's unbelievable. And his wife. Is that his wife? His wife went through the progressions as his mother. Oh my gosh. Will you stop? And, and I wow, know, man. Aging, I know. When I saw the aging, I'm going, how fabulous is this? Oh my gosh. Not only is the video so real as far as the people are concerned, but so you know, the old truck in the video, right? Pick me up in the old truck. That C10 Chevrolet in the video, that's Brandon's old truck that his mom used to pick him up in. This is going to hit hard right here. The clothes that his wife is wearing. Oh, get out, man. Yeah, it's his mama's. Buddy. So it's not only a, a tribute and a legacy, but it's also a living tribute. And it's, uh, it, and I want the listeners to know those little snapshots because that makes it even more authentic and even more real. And this is not a song about death. This is really a song about celebrating life and love. And, and death is a part of that. Death is a part of life. It's going to happen to all of us at some point. So we better get ready. You're a younger man than me, but my, my phrase that I always use is, look, I have less years ahead of me than behind me. So yeah. I choose who I'm going to talk to and what I'm going to do and who I'm going to hang out with because Amen. I already know what's up ahead. Amen, brother. I'm the same way. And, and I, I just, uh, we just have such a short time on this earth. And so we might as well keep it real and keep it blessed and be thankful while we got it. I mean, it, it can all be gone just like that. I mean, and you know, the interesting thing about Bye Mom is so real, but it's not my story at all. Right. Uh, which is amazing because most of my songs are my story. I'm just really grateful that I get to carry the torch for Brandon. Now for me, I say I have something priceless. It's actually the diamonds from the engagement ring that my dad gave my mom that he had to work so hard for. So when she passed away, they gave me her diamond set and I put it within my wedding band. Do you have something that you would call priceless? The most priceless thing that I have ever in my whole life is a letter that, and I've got great things. All my kids have given me priceless things. My wife, my friends, Johnny Morris, all my friends, I look around this room and I see numerous priceless things that you could never put a price tag on. That means so much to me. But the one that means the most is a letter that my bonus daughter wrote me. Um, it sits upstairs next to my bed and it's holy crap. I cry talking about it, but it was, it was on father's day and it's, it's, it's called bonus dad. 
that's the most priceless thing I could ever, ever get. She wrote me the kindest letter and she has great, my oldest daughter has great handwriting, like really eloquent, like artistry handwriting, almost like she could do, she could do books and all calligraphy and all kinds of stuff. If she wanted to, she, she does it every now and again for fun, but she could do it for real. Um, but she wrote me the, the, on an awesome piece. Cause she knows I like paper and I'm weird like that. I like, I like neat paper and stuff. Anyway, she wrote me the most thoughtful poem that she came up with and she wrote it all by herself. And, oh man, it's the greatest, greatest gift I ever received ever. And, uh, and again, I'm so proud of shell, my bonus daughter. And, and I appreciate what she did for me. Hey buddy. Thanks for spending time with us. I'll, I'll, I'm proud to be here. I will talk to you later. Okay, brother. Have a good day. God bless you and your family. You too, brother. See ya. Maybe Chris's story inspired you to share one with us. You can on our Rise Up Country Hope Line at 844-717-7774. 844-717-7774. Or you can make a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. Now I want to play a call I got on our Rise Up Country radio show, Hope Line. This gentleman here was serving in the reserves. He was home driving an 18-wheeler, had a terrible accident, and you won't believe what happened next. Yes, this is William Parrish. I'm an over-road truck driver. Hey, William, how are you? Oh, pretty good. I got a great story for you guys today. I'd love to in hear it. I was driving a truck locally, and I got back in the guard to finish out my time so I could get my 20 years in. But when I went around a curve, 90-degree curve, my truck got flipped over on its side because of a mechanical failure on the front end. And a young man, 16 years old, uh, climbed into the truck, broke the back glass out, climbed through the truck. And I told him how to do the pressure bandages, and he tightened and fixed me up until the paramedics got there. Well, in 2009, I went to Afghanistan with the unit, and guess who was in my unit? The same young man that saved my life. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we got blowed up over there. And, uh, <laughs> excuse me for getting emotional a little bit, but uh, we got blowed up. I actually patched him up, and uh, I believe the good Lord put him in my life to uh, put him where he needs to be at, or I can I can repay the debt. You know, William, that is a that is a heck of a story about God's timing, isn't it? Yes, sir. And uh, now. <clears throat> Me and that young man is very good friends. I mean, I go to his house on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Me and my family, we we go out and we go out and do things together. Even though we live two hours away from each other, we still associate, and we actually have a great relationship. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much. What a story of God's timing. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. What an incredible journey, huh? 
You know, that's the kind of phone calls we get on the Rise Up Country radio show. You can find us across the United States. Just look us up on Sunday mornings, Rise Up Country with John Ritter. So how in the world could God change someone from being a streetwalker and turn him into a great mom? I was seven years old, I guess, and I was in the Miss Junior America pageant, which I got first for interrupt. And one of the questions was, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I always said I wanted to be an EMT or a nurse, just like my daddy, so I could help people. Well, ten years later, I got pregnant with my first son, and I married a very abusive guy. About three years later, 2000, I became a prostitute because he wouldn't work. I never did drugs or anything, but I went into prostitution and dancing, and it just wasn't who I was. In 2005, I met this wonderful man in the world. Of course, I got a divorce from my first husband. I got out of the prostitution and the dancing, and in 2007, I went to nursing school. So out of all of that, I became a nurse. I've got four children, which um, all followed me through everything. And though I regret... My years between 2000 and 2005, I wouldn't take it back for a thing because it taught me to be a stronger person, and I'm a nurse now because of that. Gosh, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, I don't know what will. You know, in the Bible, it says to reach out what lies ahead and forget what's behind. I think that's a great example of it. Hey, maybe her story inspired you to share one with us. You can on our Rise Up Country Hope Line. 844-717-7774. If you want to make a comment, go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. Well, this police officer got more than he bargained for when he got into a chase. I was a state trooper in Kansas, and I was chasing this boy, and we were doing 128 miles an hour. Mm. And I had blown a left rear tire. And when I crashed, everything in my car was ejected except for myself and two stick-up guiding angel pins that I had on my visor. And <laughs> after a long recovery, you know, I was able to get back with the family and, you know, a lot more church involved and, you know, thanking the Lord for everything that happened, you know, because he saved me. It, was unbelievable the crash, and the only thing I said in the car was those two guiding angel pins and myself. Everything else was ejected. Nothing short of a miracle. Now, did you go back to work? What happened next? I mean, what are you doing today? Well, I'm medically retired now because they had to rebuild me quite a bit. I have a lot of uh, steel limbs and electronic parts that operate my body, but I'm alive and kicking, and I thank the Lord every day that he brought me through it. Well, God bless you, and thanks for taking us on that journey. Yeah, thank you, and God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank goodness he believes in guardian angels, and they were there for him. Well, Larry Fleet is a newcomer in country music, and he has a song out called Where I Find God. The first time I heard it, I said, I got to talk to this guy, because if you ever listen to the song, it is the greatest well-written song about where and when we can have a relationship with the Lord. And I had to look this guy up, so I ended up finding him online and requested that we do a Zoom call. Hey, Larry, 
It's John Ritter from Rise Up Country. What a song where I find God. I'm proud of that one. Uh, it's come a whole long little journey here in the past year or two. So, And all the people that it's been touching, it's been pretty cool to see all that here lately too. So, I bet you've heard some good stories. Like, I, yeah. I mean, because you've really kind of covered it all. For me, where I find peace, is I'll get on my big old tractor and go out there mowing the lawn for two or three hours, man, and I'm there. Hey, I'm the same exact way. Uh, I used to do that. I used to turn on some gospel music and ride around and just cut the grass, man, for hours. And and that I'm the exact same way. That, I mean, when I rode it, you know, we put the deer stand in the hay field and all that. I mean, just riding down a road in a Chevrolet truck, you know, it was, uh, that's kind of, that's, where I find him. So um, it's just a, you know, an honest song that I wanted to get it out there just for people to hear. And then uh, just to see the reaction has been pretty cool. So I wrote that with Connie Harrington. I was doing a thing called gospel song Sunday. that was like uh, just on social media stuff, you know, and I just covered a, a gospel song and, and Connie reached out and said, Hey, I want to write a song with you. And I didn't really have, anything real big going on at the time you know I was kind of uh, getting back into it and I was like yeah I, I love her and and the song she's written big fan so I was like yeah I'd love to write with you so we go over and she had the idea for where I find God and I said well I already got ideas flowing you know so we wrote it and uh, I guess when we wrote it recorded it had it for I don't know a week or something like that after we got the demo back uh, they put it on hold for Luke Bryan and so it was on hold for a year or something like that. Wow. And uh, and then finally, when I, you know, found out he wasn't going to do it, I went in and I had my record deal, you know, just got oh. it. So in and, and I said, I want to do this song. And everybody was on board and here we are. <laughs> so, you know, I saw a good video too. I guess it's you and the guys in the band with, uh, with the circle beyond broken. Yeah. That was in a hotel room in Tampa. We played a festival down there with, um, Jake Owen, Lanco, there was a ton of people that was on this big festival and we come in that night before and the next morning we got up and was about to go to sound check and stuff and I was like, boys, it's Sunday, let's do a song. So uh, one of the guy's wives was up there with us. She said, well, I'll film y'all. So we sat down and just, that was an old school song that we used to play in church all the time. So right. uh, it was just come natural and we just threw it down and it, it turned out pretty cool the way you know, everybody kind of sounded on it, just random instruments, and it was fun. So. You know, when did you learn, Larry, the importance of surrounding yourself with people like that, people that believe in you and are positive energy? Because, you know, I always say friends are like buttons on an elevator. They either take you up or they take you down. Man. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I like that. Uh, I never thought about it like that. But, yeah, I mean, through the years, you know, I've had uh, good friends and stuff and, and bad ones, too, you know, so – I've kind of learned the hard way. I like to learn the hard way on everything, you know, so yeah. you can tell me something and I end up doing it my own way, but you know, we're used to, I, I come up playing the bars and all that. And that was my friends that we uh, run the bars together and we played stuff and things didn't really take off like I'd hoped, but I look back on it and I was kind of an idiot. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just having right. fun. So once I got a little older, I've made friends with, with Jake Owen and he's the one that's really helped me out and get me going. And so he's been a huge, you know, supporter, my wife. And so I just kind of built my community tight and, mm -hmm. 
it's not very, it's not as big, but it's, it's, uh, everybody's got my best interest in, you know, in mind and, and I do theirs too. So now we, even my band, my band is, I love them. They, uh, I, I told them when we got started, I said, look, there's not a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I like y'all and y'all are top notch. All, <laughs> all the guys in the band are really good and can be with somebody bigger, you know? And I said, look, I, this is what I'm doing. I played the music and they said, look, we, we love what you're doing. You know? And I said, okay, I would love to have you, but this is what I can pay. I know it's not a lot of money. And they said, we don't really care. We know this is about to do something. So, uh, we love the music and we want to join you. And so that's how I built my band and we were all just kind of stuck together and in for the long haul, you know? So, they look after me, I look after them, and that is the best band that I've ever had. I mean, they are strong and not just talent-wise, but just good people, and we all get along. And that's kind of why I want to build my team, my management, my label. We all just – we're like a big family. So um, that's that's probably a long answer to your, to your question. but That's the kind of stuff we talk about on the show. And the show's a country show. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a gospel show. I'm a Christian yeah. man, and we like to send out the right message. But – but it's a country show, like Jake, Jake Owen, you know, homegrown. That yeah. that will play in there, Zach Brown stuff. So, but for example, like with you, um, I, I'll I'll base my theme of the show around. So, where is that place in your life where you find peace and that you yeah. find that you you're closest to God? And then let people share their stories. And that's what we've done. Like we, you know, we I made that video, or I didn't make it. A uh, buddy of mine come and did all the video for where I find God. And I said, look, I, I think we just need to make it simple instead of trying to put a big production behind it. You right. know, like it was a 10th of the cost of a regular music video. You yeah. Know? And to be honest with you, it was just going to be a lyric video. We're just going to try to make a cool lyric video and that was going to be it. And then I said, you know, I want to have him a little, I got a little boy that's nine months old. So I said, I want him you know, family, the wife, I'm, you know, bring it all in. And we're at the lake. And I was like, this is what we do. This is who we are. So like, let's just have a fun little video. So we did. And I looked this morning it has like 1.7 million views in like five <laughs> weeks. What it did was it touched people because they can relate to it, you know? And I love it because this is no lie. Every day I get up and I have a, at least one message from somebody sending me something and it, it is crazy to me that they will write a page and tell me their life story. And I don't even know them. They don't know me. And, and they tell me their life story and where they're at, you know, whether it was drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be, they will put it all out there. I've had multiple people say, Hey, look, I was driving down the road. My life was going way left. And it, you know, this song kind of brought me back around and they, I mean, it's been really cool. I never wrote it for that. I wrote it from, for myself, you know, just mm -hmm. the way I was, um, that's where I find God. And so I, I wrote it about me and, uh, but I guess there's a lot of good old country boys out there and, and city boys and whoever else that are all right. over this right. can relate to it. And I love, absolutely love seeing the, the comments and the, and just the people's stories, you know, and Larry, what you're describing is the rise up show. Glad to be a part of it. Hey, buddy, it, it is more than a pleasure meeting you. I love your heart. I love what you're doing. And uh, save your money, invest in old houses, and love your family, and you got it, man. That's exactly right. I'm going to try to do that. So. All right. God bless you, man. I'll, I'll see you at the Loveless sometime. 
Hey, let's do that. It's good talking <laughs> to you today. Same to you. Talk to you later. See you, bud. Bye. Bye. So you're telling me I can talk to God while I'm mowing my lawn. Isn't that great? Larry Fleet, Chris Jansen, a couple great guys in country music, and they love the Lord, don't they? Hey, listen, maybe their stories inspired you to share one with us. You can on our Hope Line at 844-717-7774, or you can make a comment on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country, or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. And don't forget, we go all the way back to Reba Podcast, Luke Bryan Podcast, so look us up. And until next time, remember, don't give up, just rise up.